Welcome back to Growth Colony. For those of you who are first-time listeners, you'll be hearing from B2B founders, CMOs, and marketing leaders. We chat about the newest and most effective tools and strategies in the B2B space. I'm Alex Hipwell with Xgrowth and your co-host for this podcast, where we go candid with our guest successes and failures so you don't make the same mistakes. At least hopefully you don't. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show. This is Shaheen with Xgrowth, and today I'm joined with Martin Cooper Wade, co-founder and director at Kyandra. Today we're going to talk about Martin's experience running Kyandra in the past downturns and how those learnings are impacting his decisions in today's volatile environment. Martin, thank you very much for joining us. No worries. Thanks very much. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Now, Martin, some people who are listening might not be familiar with uh, with you and Kyandra. Do you mind giving us a quick brief of uh, of a little bit about your own background and uh, what Kyandra does? Yeah, sure. So we started the business in 1995. So we've been around for a little while. And Kyandra historically has been a company that has done three main things. One being software development, and that's custom software development, where we build uh, custom-built software to meet a certain requirement, usually where there's not an off-the-shelf product or something pre-existing, for example, to meet a need. We also had a managed services arm, which was providing the sort of general day-to-day, what we used to call bricks-and-mortar IT, managing the desktops on people's desks, uh, their servers, the cloud, other bits and pieces. And then the last aspect of the business was a, a security division, which was around penetration testing and those sorts of things. Recently, we've uh, just divested the, the managed services arm and also the security and uh, business, and we're focusing now purely on software. That's where we see our future being, and we're really excited about that. And so, yeah, that's only just recently happened. So we're, uh, we're working through that right now. And uh, yeah, and I've had the business since I started it. I was in just in university when I, when I started with my business partner, Cam Brooks. He was in uni too. We were both friends from high school. We started the business at a time when there was this concept of the whiz kid. And so businesses would let us young, naive folk come in there and... Um, let them loose on their equipment because they r- really didn't know how it all worked and things. And it was certainly an, a great time to uh, to get started in IT back then. It certainly would be more difficult nowadays, I think, to get started than it was for us. So we were lucky that we could get started that time. And yeah, and we've just, as you, as you alluded to before, we've been through two downturns previously to this. The first one for us was where often it's called sort of the dot-com bubble bursting, I think is the phrase that was used you know, around the uh, sort of 2000 time around then. Then there was the GFC uh, and that was the other the other impact as well. And so this is our our third one, <laughs> you know, and uh, isn't it fun for everyone? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's it's crazy to, uh, to go through it. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't have that experience of going in, in through past downturns. You know, the last one was in 2007, 2000 to 2009. Um, so, you know, 11 years ago. And, um, and, and I think it would be very interesting to, uh, to, to hear what, what those downturns were like. But before, before we do that, just to give an idea about, you know, the size of Kyandra, you know, I know you, you mentioned that you've divested from certain areas and now you're focusing on software, you know, before, before divesting, how, how large the company grew and, and how did it look like? Yeah, sure. So for most of our, uh, most of our 20, five odd years, 
we were we've been around that sort of 80-ish people mark uh, around when we um, divested those other areas of the business we were around the 90 90 people mark and then now we sort of it, it sort of halved us so now we're about 45 gotcha no amazing so tell us a little bit about what it was like at Kyandra back at the dot com bubble and the GFC you know what were some of the things that that you and the team took on uh, some of the strategies that might have worked and might have not worked. Well, how did that how did that look like? What were the things that uh, that you took action on that you wish you hadn't? The first one in two thousand, we were quite a young business, so we were sort of you know we'd only been going for sort of five years. I mean, for a lot of businesses, they might say that's quite a while, but uh, even if we set aside the the time, I think we ourselves were we were still quite young and sort of quite well, certainly naive compared to how we'd relate to ourselves today. Back then, uh, we sort of, the first time around, we sort of did the default thing, which is around, oh, well, quickly just downsize. And we were kind of scared and we didn't know what would happen next. And we, I'd say, kind of retreated into our shell. So, you know, we were sort of just oh, what, what do we do now? Oh, quick, uh, uh, let all these people go and stop, stop, stop everything. Just hot. And, and we were sort of frozen, you know, I sort of relate to ourselves as being, you know, like a bunny in headlights. And we just sort of sat there and we didn't change anything really. We didn't, we just sat there kind of feeling sorry for ourselves a bit, you know, it's, it, 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 you know, that point of that, that initial time. And then when, when, when we all came out of it, we were left really weak, you know, really weakened. We'd, we'd had a really small team. Then after that, we weren't able to then take advantage of any opportunity afterwards because we were, we had shrunk and we, yeah, it was, it was not great. It took us a quite a while to sort of slowly recover out of that. So that was the, you know, that was the first time. And so when we did that, we, we then when the second one came around, around GFC, we said to ourselves, we're not going to do the same thing. What, well, one of the things we did at that point is that we, we sort of said to ourselves, right, we want, we want to have the, the fundamental principle we want to hang on to is we want to keep the team together and, 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 and not be in the same state that we were previously. And so we decided that we would, we went down a certain path and you can sort of make a decision. You can say you can either impact everyone to a certain extent for the good of the many or you can impact a group of people massively and, and then leave the rest of the rest of the team sort of alone. And we chose the path of impacting everyone to a, a degree for the good of everyone. And so uh, back then we, um, the GFC time, we uh, put in, got in we, we spoke to the team we kept the dialogue there and we um, moved to nine-day fortnights. It wasn't something that we, we didn't mandate it. It wasn't done like that. It was more an open dialogue with the team. Uh, you know, the team were very happy to, to, to it, with the spirit of that, and they were happy to, to do that too. And you've got to lead from the front. So as owners, we took uh, a significantly greater remuneration reduction and we didn't move to nine-day fortnights ourselves. We, still, we kept working full-time. Uh, it was way more than full-time, in fact, uh, you know, and then that's how we tackled it. It's a bit of a difficult one a lot of the time because that in itself can work in one level, but obviously if you happen to have a bill to work for people, then if, you're, if they're not working on those days and that's, it's, counter, it's, it's counterproductive by not having them work because then they don't um, obviously bring in the revenue in those days. So every, obviously every business is going to be different, but that was kind of the key thing sort of, you know, we did there. I think one of the things that we still didn't, 
so yes, we did that. That was different in the, the GFC time as opposed to when the back with the dot com impact earlier. But what we looking at it now, and what we did probably didn't do well even at the GFC time was that we, I think we still too much retreated into our shells a bit. You know, we and the other thing is, you know, we were afraid to be vulnerable. You know, it's it's really hard to be a great leader at times like this it really is hard because you're dealing with your own anxieties you know and uh talking from my own context uh, obviously you've got everything's on the line you know you you your business you know if you've got finance facilities then everything you own personally is 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 leveraged you know to support that usually for a lot of small businesses and so you've you've got major anxiety that you're dealing with and then you've got a team of people who are dealing with huge levels of anxiety themselves and they're looking for that comfort from you, that sense of safety. And a lot of the time you can't actually give them exactly what they want because, you know, they ask you questions and stuff and you go, well, I don't know when this will end. I don't know when it will change. But if you focus on where that's coming from, it's just from their sense of fear and they're, they're, they don't feel safe. The challenge then is that you've not only got to navigate that area to try as best you can to make to, to alleviate those concerns but at the same time be a source of inspiration for them and that's really tough that can be really really tough you know we most businesses don't have you know they're not apples they're not googles they don't have huge amounts of cash they don't have huge ability to you know do drastic crazy innovation those sorts of things you know they're you know they're much more you know straightforward businesses like ours, and so it's uh, it's really tough, really tough. And I think one of the things back then, you know, didn't really quantify the impact enough to my own mental health as a leader, and therefore my ability to provide be be enough of a leader and and, and to be a good enough leader for for our people back then. I think I think that's something we probably didn't really recognise. So that's something that I really want to do different this time. That's really important to me. And on that note, I definitely want to come back if there if there are definitely more. But on that note, what what are you planning to do differently this time and 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 put put in place this time in order to tackle that challenge a little bit better? Well, the first thing is because you got you got to be conscious of it, and that that's that's a huge part. If you're conscious of it, then you and co- you're cognizant of it, then you can you 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 can say okay, well. You remind yourself, okay, well, I'm dealing with this, and I'm, you know, you know, and so, so one is being conscious of it, and they're therefore making a concerted effort to reach out and spend that time with people, and as best you can on an individual level, you know, talk to them. Don't afraid to be vulnerable, you know, and in fact, there's a lot of, I think that draws a lot of, you get a lot of respect and connection there, and it's, it's not about. It's not about just screaming out all your random fears. It's not about that, but it's just around, you know, be human and you can say, look, you know, it's, it's, you can share to a certain extent a lot of the stuff you're dealing with. I mean, make yourself have those conversations. You, you don't be too scared about being vulnerable. You know, that's the, that, that, that'd be the key, the key things there. There's, there's one other point I just want to make on that, and that is that you're probably, in, you're probably at a point where you're in your business where you've got an exec team and, you're probably having continuous conversations, continuously planning, strategizing, working through scenarios with a group of people. There's a kind of cathartic quality to that, and and you're allowing yourself as a sense of you a sense of control or feeling that you've got some control of some aspects. But don't forget that the rest of your team are not part of that. 
they're not getting to have that cathartic experience, for want of a better phrase. And so you remember that you, because you can't give them that same thing. They can't be part of those same conversations, but be cognizant of the fact that they haven't had the the benefit of those, of that sense of that feeling that they're in it together. And that last point that I said before around focusing what you can control, the last thing is let go of what you can't control. And I know it's said everywhere now, but it is really, really important. You've got to, I, I, I write out all of the things that, 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 that the issues and then I even, it, can, it, it sounds a bit silly, but you can even write on pieces of paper each of the things and then the things that you cannot control, you write them down and then you fold them up and you put them in an envelope and you put them aside. And, it, and as I said, it might sound a bit silly, but psychologically it can actually make a big difference. And then you really hone in on the things that you can control and the actions that you can take based on what you know right now. And you can't plan out every scenario for the next six months, but you can plan out what you're going to do for the next one week, one day. You can do that. So do that and focus on that. And find a way to allow your people to do the same thing in the context of what they do because it will. It, it may or may not make a massive difference in the end to the, your business's success, but what it will do is it will make your people more productive and more focused and and at that point in that time there. And then arguably it would all, that has an accumulated effect. And yes, sorry, in contrary to what I just said, it would actually leave your business in a better state anyway. It's also more compassionate. It's how you help those people feel better about the situation that they're in. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's really important. And I love that you bring that up. In previously, when you mentioned that uh, even during G- GFC, you even though you didn't go to the extreme that you you, uh, you and the team went on the previous downturn, you said that during GFC you also went into into your shell. Is that what you mean by uh, by that? That you know, as a leader, you're more conservative or or not sharing as much, or were there other elements as well uh, with regards to going back to your shell? Yeah, fair enough. Separate. Yeah. So sorry if I cause any confusion. Separate the. No, that's all good. Uh, so if you separate the making a choice about what you do about who you have employed and how many days they're going to work is one aspect so originally we let people go second time around our focus was around nine day fortnights for the team that's separate to the in the shell statement in the shell statement is how you cycle well it's two things how you as an individual kind of you're feeling overwhelmed so you shut out the you shut out the world and you will find out and you 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 uh, and you might be there in your bubble with your exec team and you're sitting there and you're talking, you're working through things and things, but you you you, you get so focused on that that you find you're, you're not actually communicating enough with, with your people. And so it's around spending that time with each individual as best you can and making sure that your management layer are doing the same as well. That's what I meant about being in the shell. There's one other thing as well, which that means too, and that is that time that we're experiencing right now is is a perfect time to make the changes to how you work, the systems you use, all of those things. It's a perfect time to make that change because people probably have more bandwidth now for that now than they were otherwise because they probably don't have as much customer work to do. So use the time to change yourself and try and look right now and say, right, how have we been impacted and what could we do that if we had have known this in advance, which of course we didn't, but if we'd known in advance and what steps could we have done previously that would have 
not had us been anywhere near as impacted, okay, fine. Now we can't go back in time, but what you can do is you can look to implement that right now so that you are better and more resilient for the next time. So we didn't do that. We didn't innovate and it, it's not dramatic innovation. We just we just didn't we didn't improve how we how we worked. We didn't improve our systems. We didn't change uh, uh, in the past. We're doing that now. That's the you know we really focus on using the time we have right now to be a newer, better version of ourselves. And that's probably one of the biggest differences we're doing right now compared to previously. Gotcha. During our previous conversation, when we were having a chat, one of the things that you've also touched over here was the was the challenge of of letting people go, right? And you mentioned that in the past, you you've you've seen companies where you might have done yourself, and and you'd let people go, and and some of the competition would have the complete opposite strategy, where they're they're looking at hiring people, um, at least maybe people who are in a in a very strong cash flow position would start hiring people and that becomes a competitive advantage of theirs later on. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that. Yeah, that happened in the industry. Absolutely. I mean, it's happening now. You, you, you see it. So not everyone, It's this can be impossible for some businesses. I get it. So, But as best as you can, hang on to your great people. And, you know, if you if you can't give them the salaries, then find other ways to have a connection and, and have that. People, people are, uh, it's not just about the money. They want to feel like they're part of something that's meaningful and they're doing and something they're making a difference. And so I think, you know, ha- if you have that connection with people you, and you, you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you give them a real sense that we're in there together and you, you, you make the act, you do the actions that, 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 that demonstrate that. So they're not just empty words and you hang on to your people as best as you can because yeah, the competition, especially the bigger players, absolutely will gobble up all of the talent, and then they're then they're set and strong afterwards. Because what will happen after this is that businesses, everything is going to explode. It will explode, and you're either in an op- you're in a, either in a position to do something about it, or you're not. And so the, another part to that is to do the activities now that enable you to be seen and known and ready to go. So that people know who you are and can come, you know, can come knocking on your door when they're when they're booming afterwards or wanting to boom afterwards as well. Yeah, each time there was always a massive boom right after these uh, these downturns. Every time. What, what do you mean by that? That the last part where you said let people know who you are and, and what you do during these times. Well, you need to market in a way that's obviously you've got to tweak and adjust it based on the current scenario. You've got to. Yeah, you've got, but you've got to engage with your customer, your potential customer base. You've got to market to them. So you're going to have to think differently about how you do that. And, uh, but you, you certainly, if you go silent and you cut everything, then um, you'll be forgotten. Uh, And then you're just, you're even, you're dramatically more weaker afterwards as well. So, Find a way to engage with your potential customers. Find a way to have a message that's not just the same as everyone else. It's not easy, so the best thing to do is start tackling it now. But you, you're better off giving it a shot than just not doing anything. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the a lot of things that you've talked about sounds opposite to a lot of, of what other people do, right? I mean, the couple of things that I've written down over here is make sure that you don't, if, if you are in a position that you're able to do it, make sure you don't go and, and lay off all, all your staff. Make sure that 
there is a strong communication among the team and you're talking to everyone and, and discussing everything. The other thing that you mentioned was uh, was to focus on your business and, and improving the business, core assets of the business, some of the things that you wanted to change and, and processes that you wanted to improve. And, and the last one was to, well, actually one before last was making sure that you have a good understanding of what you can control and what you can't control. And I want to come back to this one. And, and the last point that I have over here was to make sure you're you're not forgotten. And, uh, and, and there's a boom coming and, and making sure that, that you are out in the market and you are top of mind for people who are, might not be buying right now, but, but will be looking at purchases in three to six months. Let's come back to that other point that you mentioned, to outlining what you can control and what you can't control. Can you tell, tell, tell us a little bit more about what that means for you and how you go about exactly doing it? You mentioned that you, you, know, you write them on, on pieces of paper and the ones that you can't control, you put them aside and, and, uh, and the ones you can't, you focus on. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Can you give us a little bit of an example or an, an insight into that? Yeah. Well, one of the things you can do is you, can, you can't control ultimately whether or not a client is going to, for example, they might they, they might go bust. Something might happen like that. But what you, uh, you know, or you can't ultimately control what particular decisions are made at that client's level about whether or not they're going to continue going down a certain path or project that you're working on, those sorts of things. But what you can control is you can have a dialogue with them right now and you can talk through and be, you know, to a certain degree, you can be vulnerable as well. But you talk through the situation they're in, the situation you're in, and, you know, and look different ways of being able to assist each other uh, and you know if you can if, if you can authentically remind them as to the uh, as to the benefits of a certain of an engagement that you're doing or what that will achieve and then you know have that dialogue to find a way that maybe it does need to be tackled differently to enable that to continue because it's probably a scenario where if either of you are in a state that you can't provide the service anymore then it, this it's probably has dramatic impacts either way so yeah what you can do is get, have a dialogue with your clients and have it early and have it continuously around seeing what you can uh, seeing what you can do there and uh, you know that's uh, you can then obviously you can what you can control is how you engage with your people now what you can control is is thinking and, and, and tackling a marketing strategy that's a bit different or, or, or you know or, or, and can control is or continuing down a certain path so for us for example right now right before this happened we were right in the middle of a rebranding activity and uh, we, we you know what for what the new kind is going to be now we have a choice we could say we could stop and that's been suggested don't get me wrong like people have said oh you know is this now the right time and all these sorts of things we could stop or we could push through and keep going so from our perspective i'm absolutely no we're going to push through and we're going to keep going because we want to be the new kyandra um you know for our um our uh for the for our new customers that we want to win afterwards and so we're going to continue our plan just as we had before it actually allows us more time to focus on it perhaps than we would have otherwise and in a way and it's uh, you know it will probably get it, it'll probably be we'll do a better job of it now being that focused to it but um that's what you can control you've got to change something now you you know and you can't just be defensive if you just be defensive then you'll just you'll guarantee that you'll fall off the edge um you know otherwise but otherwise why don't you just give it a good hot crack and try and be uh, 
yeah, so you can be as strong as possible the other side. And on that note, the need of being different and doing something different. There's a lot of talk right now for businesses who are able to do it to, to quote unquote, pivot. Make sure that you find services that, that you might be able to add value right now that in normal times you might have not thought about. What are your thoughts on that? Is, you know, is that something that you've done in the past? Is that something that you're thinking about now? Or that is not something that is, is the Kyandra is massively impacted and therefore it, it's not necessarily something that you're focusing on heavily on? The whole concept of pivoting and... Well, the nature of our business is that we, we're all about enabling. So we, we enable businesses to execute on certain pivots where they would represent the use of technology to achieve that. So we're kind of in that ideal position where, for example, classic example, businesses look at things right now and they say, right, well, what we've learned from this is we're massively key person dependent. But that's a huge risk, especially with COVID. It's horrible as it sounds. It's true. And so, you know, so really it's around, well, what do you, what systems you need to put in place? What applications do you need to create? What do you need to do to remove key person dependency risk out of your business? So that's one thing. And the other one is around how to client, you know, Classic ones are how do clients engage with, with 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 their customers. So you know, if you were if you were very much running a, a face-to-face interpersonal sort of method, utilize digital channels, have portals, people you know, have 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 way people can in, to purchase and engage with your business. And it's not just businesses who do things like buy products. It could be businesses that engage in project services. You know, transition the whole project experience to one of being remote and those you know and those those sorts of things so for us that we're involved in that sort of activity sort of all the time from a digital context but there'll be you know obviously you see examples where restaurants have had to move to a um you know a full takeaway model even sort of fine dining restaurants are doing that now you know where you can experience the degustation you just get pick up little packages on the bits and pieces look that would be very tough a very tough industry i think we're lucky we're very lucky that our industry is certainly much more insulated for, from that kind of impact than, um, than those ones were. But I guess it potentially answers your question or if it doesn't. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It absolutely does. Um, and look, this has been, this has been amazing. I mean, there, there's so many, uh, so many, in, so much insight that you've, you've provided. Is there, you know, is there anything else that you think at this, at this time, leaders and people in your position who might've not gone through like yourself past downturns need to take into consideration? Well, I sort of touched on it before, but I think the biggest one is two things. One, don't underestimate the impact to your own mental health and therefore how much of an impact that will have on your organisation because your organisation is an extension of you, essentially. I think that's really critical. So look at the ways you can protect your mental health. Sleep is critical. Eating well is critical. It can be really easy, and I'm guilty of this, to fall in the trap of, oh, well, I'll just have a, you know, it's um, it's it's come evening time, I'll have, you know, I'll have a wine or two and those sorts of things, and it becomes too much of a habit, and that's just terrible for your sleep patterns and those sorts of things. So, you know, you've got to sleep well, you've got to eat well, you've got to exercise, that's really important, and then engage with your people and, and you know, with the best mental health that you can possibly have under the circumstances. Remember that if you stick together and don't go silent to your market, that there will be a boom at the other end. There is always a boom afterwards. So be there for that and be visible for that. Don't forget that. It will, 
this will stop. I don't think it's it's not forever. It will stop and it will explode at the other end. And you've got a choice. You can either do the things now to make sure that you're there for it or do the things now that will guarantee that you're not. So just make, yeah, you've got to take the choice. I love it. I love it. And lastly, I know you're a, you're a big advocate for businesses supporting one another. And I know Kyandra has even some, some initiatives as this whole COVID-19 thing unfolded. Do you want to talk about that as well? Is there, is there anything on that point? I know Kyandra like opened up its, its, its doors to anyone who needed help. Can you tell us a little bit more about that as well and why that's important for you? Yeah, so what we so what we did is we we offered to provide if anyone needed any assistance and how they could transition and work effectively remotely when they're not used to that, we offered to help for free, no strings attached, no you know, we're not going to try and sell you anything. We're not going to um we're not going to market to you. We're not going to do anything. It was it was it was to be authentically about keeping we need the ecosystem of businesses we need to help each other and to be to all be, be around because it's an economy and without it without an ecosystem we all get impacted it does no one any good if we've got businesses collapsing left right and center so if if there are ways we can help each other and not be opportunistic about it you know just you know and a lot of the time you know, we can offer help quite quickly. You see, quite quickly because we're used to this. We did an initiative two years ago. We said to our team, "You can work from anywhere in the world," uh, and so we put in the infrastructure, and the systems, and processes, and the way of working, and all of the aspects that about how you can work remotely at, prior to that. So we were able to just kind of flick a switch and just move to this model. But a lot of other businesses haven't. So we can impart and help with that. Doesn't it's not much effort for us. We don't charge people. And if it helps them, then that's great because if businesses are going off the end of a cliff everywhere, it's going to be disastrous for the economy, which will be disastrous for us. So, yeah, I just think we've got to look after each other. I also, you know, if people people are struggling personally as business owners and leaders, you know, reach out to, you know, I think we can we can help each other. Um, and a lot of times just having a dialogue with someone who's, you know, almost certainly not a competitor and therefore, just you're safe to just talk through the stuff you're dealing with and then we can help each other because then that's good for all our people and that's good, therefore, for the economy. It's good for everyone. So they're just my opinions. Yeah, so that's why we did that. No, thank you so much. That, that, that's, that's so awesome, um, from, both from you and, and the Kyandra team. Is there, is there anything else? We've, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about leadership during these hard times. We've talked about... Um, you know, dealing with and working with staff. We've talked about not going in your shell. We've talked about making sure you know what you can control, what you can't, and uh, and 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 having that dialogue open with both your customers and people in the market in general. Is there anything else before we uh, before we wrap it up that you think we uh, we haven't covered? Probably one last thing, maybe, is that yeah, find a new goal for your business your team and yourself so aside from you know implementing the changes that you should be doing to your systems and if you've got an antiquated x y or z then look how do you change if you've got a platform you hate how do you change all those sorts of things but aside from that find a goal that people can get behind people need a challenge they need they need to have a challenge and something they strive for so find that also set one for yourself so you know, uh, and it can be anything from, you know, you might, there might be a musical instrument that you've never really tackled. And you say, you know, what, I'm going to allocate half an hour every day to this. There might be um, fitness goals that you've 
always, you know, uh, you know, you may have had a gym membership that you've you've had, and you never you you maybe went once or twice every two you know over two years. Well, granted, we can't go to the gym now, but you know, you this might be the time for you to set yourself a goal to be healthier than you've had before. If you've got a weight loss goal, go for it. You know, find a goal and set it because that's really good for you. that's for you yourself. So in all of this murk, in all of this depressing environment that we're in, if you can find a goal that you achieve in this, you can actually there can be a benefit in it and that's really powerful, I think, on an individual basis but also for your team members and your, and your business too. So last point, find a goal, and it, you know, even if it's a small one, and, uh, and, and, and um, work hard to achieve it and you'll, you'll feel like you've really achieved something in a downturn. I love that. I love that. I think that's a very important point. Thank you very much. Now, Martin, if anybody is, who's listening wanted to reach out and know more about you or have more questions or know more about Kyandra, what's, what's the best way to, uh, for them to do that? Uh, if they just went to Kyandra, so K-I-A-N-D-R-A.com.au, then they could contact us there. Outside of that, if anyone just wanted to talk about stuff, even on a personal level, like, you know, um, if people are struggling or other bits and pieces, then uh, feel free to flick me an email. I'm on uh, martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, at kyandra.com is the short, short version of my email address. Shoot that through if anyone's, you know, if, if anyone's... That, is that .com or .com.au? Either works. We've got both. So the short, shortest version is martin at kyandra.com. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, uh, also .com.au works, um, of course. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'll be uh, happy to chat to, um, to anyone if they're... Um, they're struggling or just want to bounce some ideas or anything like that. Thank you so much. Uh, well, that's, that's very kind of you. And, and thanks again for, uh, for joining us. No worries. Thanks very much. I'll uh, talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And for more B2B growth content, check out our website at growthcolony.org. And we'll catch you on the next episode.